the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Todd Starn Show, sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. There's never been a better time to invest in precious metals. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's favorite gun-toting, Bible-clinging, deplorable American. That's us. That's right. I love this American right. Todd Starnes. Oh, yeah. All right, I'm, I'm working on my, my New York Times Sunday crossword puzzle today. I, I normally get that done on... On Sundays, but uh, had a lot of stuff going on this weekend. Uh, welcome to the Todd Stearns Radio Program. Uh, so happy to have you with us today. Um, and uh, Grace, I could probably uh, use uh, use your help uh, here uh, as I'm uh, finishing up the puzzle. Um, so the New York Times Sunday puzzle, uh, it's it's so difficult. It's a it's brain like the, teaser. It's the, it's, it's the hardest crossword puzzle in all of America. <laughs> and, uh, I, but I, I love the challenge. And uh, anyway, there's a, uh, it's five letters across. Okay. Um, and the, the, the clue is a dictator, um, dictator with close cropped mustache. Hmm. Um, it's, uh, I think, five words across, uh, begins with H. Oh, that's got to be. It's got to be Hitler. right, Hitler. Right, that's what I'm thinking. Got to be. That's that. That's what I'm thinking. Also, um, I'm wondering. There's also another word here. A person, uh, person who would who would design crossword puzzle to resemble swastika. Uh, it's ten letters down. Uh, first letter begins with an A, and the last letter is E. And there's a dash in between. I don't know how they do the dashes in a crossword puzzle. Yeah, does that count? I don't know if it counts. Oh, wait a second. Anti. They were holding anti. Oh, semi. Anti semi. Yes. Yeah, that's the New York Times. Have you seen the puzzle, Grace Baker? Yes, it's a horrible. Okay. Who does that on the first day of Hanukkah? I don't know. By the way, blessings and peace to you on Hanukkah. Who does that? This is horrible. Unbelievable. So the New York Times, and we've got this up on the website, and I thought it can't be as bad. Caleb Parker, managing editor, called me hard. He says, you're not going to believe this. But there's a freaking swastika in the pages of the New York and, Times. And it's not like you have to squint and like turn your head to see it. Like it's right in your face. It's like boom. It's not like, you know, oh, is the dress yellow or pink? Yeah, you know, no, no, or no, blue. No. no, 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 no. This is, it's like, holy there's cow. No doubt. It's, I mean, what do they do? Do they, uh, they have the, uh, the goose step uh, when they walk into the New York Times building? 
I've never seen anything like this. Anyway. How did this clear multiple people? So a a Jewish columnist said, I'm not sure why, but watching this puzzle makes me feel nervous. Yes, we should all feel nervous. Wonder why. So now the Times is defending this, and and they say – and I, there's really no defense. It is what it is. They didn't say it was a mistake, did they? Like, oh, oopsie daisy. But you know, it's interesting. The New York Times, if you do your history of the of the uh, the, the the New York Times family, they have a history of being anti-Semitic oh. and and pro-Nazi. Well, there you go. So it's not that big of a stretch. But geez, Alou. But you go. We've got it here on the website, and uh, you can see it for yourself to see what we're talking about. And they say, no, no, no. This has nothing to do with. We're not trying to make a statement here. Uh, stay on it's, it's a whirlpool design. We watch. Okay, whatever. <laughs> well, yeah, they're circling that drain. I can tell you that uh. much at the New York Times HQ. So there you go. All right, we'll try to. So we've got anti-Semite and Hitler in the uh, swastika puzzle. So we'll uh, we'll we'll see if we can't fill in some more some more words throughout today's program. Hey, so glad that you're with us here, folks. Christmas right around the corner. Looking forward to it. So we'll we're gonna do some fun giveaways. I'm here all week, and then the following week I'm gonna be out taking a vacation. Uh, I gotta I gotta get away for a couple of days, and typically uh, we take off during. Um, during the Christmas season. Uh, go ahead and write down our telephone number. You're going to need this. And we have some great guests coming up. Matt Schlapps here from uh, CPAC. Also, Congressman Jim Jordan. Our good friend, Dr. Paul Champel. Brand new book out. And you're going to want to hear um, from him as well. Uh, 844-747-8868. That is our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. Now, we got a lot of news today. Coming up in, wow, just under an hour we are expecting the J6 Kangaroo Court to reconvene, and they are going to recommend the Justice Department file criminal charges against President Trump. Now, look, I want you to understand what's going on here. What you're about to hear today and see, because this will be broadcast on all the networks, everybody's going to be into this, uh, this is all about trying to destroy Donald Trump. They have absolutely nothing on the president here. And if they did, there would have been charges filed a long time ago. But they know that there are there are no charges to be had. But they're going to come up with something. They're going to come up with some sort of a trumped-up charge. And we understand there are three that will be recommended to the Justice Department. You say, Todd, are they going to arrest Trump? No, 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 no. This is just a recommendation. The Justice Department will then have to investigate And then we go down another rabbit hole. But understand this, ladies and gentlemen, your former president is not a crook. He's done nothing wrong here. If he had done something wrong, they would have already found it. They would have already arrested him. They would have already charged him. He would already be in some sort of a high maximum security federal prison. All right. So that's what you need to understand. So before you jump into all of this coverage and start hyperventilating, don't do it. All right, just let's see how all this plays out. But we do need an investigation into what happened on January 6th and the days and weeks leading up to January 6th, because now we know beyond a shadow of a doubt, thanks to court documents, that the Secret Service, that the FBI, that the Capitol Police all knew that something was going to happen on January the 6th, but they did nothing to stop it from happening. 
The FBI was actually a part of the planning and execution of what went down on that day, and we still don't know the exact number of FBI agents who were there who might have been among those in the crowd that were encouraging people to break into the Capitol building. Now, there's, there's, there was a lot of wrongdoing on January 6th, no doubt about it. We called it out in real time, one of the few programs in the conservative world to do that. But then we stepped back and said, well, wait a second, what's, going, what's really going on here? Because we saw in real time when police officers were moving aside the police barricades, where police officers were literally opening up the doors and welcoming the protesters into the building. So something never really, something never really, I don't know, there was just something not right about all of that. Something smelled. You ever, you know, you know what I'm, you know what I'm talking about. You know, you, maybe you've had some catfish and um, you, you forgot to take out the uh, the trash, and all of there was like this odor. It's the catfish. It was something smelled. Something was rotten about all of this. And 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 I still to this day believe we don't have the full story of what happened. Bit by bit, piece by piece, we're starting to get these details coming in. And the more details, the more information we get, the bigger the picture we're beginning to see of what really happened. And it's not its not what they told us it was. And I got a problem with that. I got a problem with all those people that are being held in D.C. lockup. Many of them have been held over a year without bail. They've been held without any formal charges. These people are political prisoners. So I want you to keep all of that in mind as you watch what you're about to watch and the nation is going to watch what they're about to watch in just under an hour now. We're watching a committee hearing that was entirely one-sided. There were no Republicans on that committee. Well, Todd, you're just a liar. What about Liz Cheney? What about Adam Kinzinger? Girl, please. They're all Democrats, every single one of them, all Democrats. Not once did they allow any information into the record that would have supported President Trump, that would have supported his claims. And by the way, we and we have all of this on audio. We'll play some of it later today. We'll play some of it later this week. Uh, President Trump over and over and over again calling for the protesters to be peaceful. By the way, I was watching the Nancy Pelosi documentary the other day, and one thing that stood out was that she just happened, just happened, coincidentally, to have a full camera and production crew with her on that day in her office as the protesters were arriving. I don't believe in coincidences. I think it was a great big setup. I certainly do. And I believe that the Democrats and the establishment Republicans saw this as an opportunity to destroy Trump once and for all. That's what I think. What that's what I think happened on J six. You saying, Todd? Are are you saying that they really wanted people to get shot on Capitol Hill? No, I'm not. I think it was a plan that got out of control. They thought they had the optics of people marching and congregating on the steps of the Capitol. And when they realized the massive side and the magnitude of the crowd, they just couldn't hold back. And at that point, they just welcomed people into the building. And now we have the J6 committee. That's what I think happened. So I just want you to understand 
that there is an investigation that needs to be had, but it's not one focusing on Donald Trump. I believe, and again, if you want to go with the narrative that they were trying to force down our throats, it seems to me the bigger story is the complete and utter collapse of law enforcement on that day. 844-747-8868 is our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. Our website, by the way, is ToddSterns.com. We're going to be getting to your calls. You can also weigh in on our social media platforms where you can also watch the program. Uh, By the way, stocking stuffer time. You can get yourself a copy of my latest book, Our Daily Biscuit, while you're there. We'll be right back. There's no question, folks, America is hurting. Crime and inflation are out of control. It can be so discouraging, but there is hope. If you're a senior, you remember better than anyone how strong America can be when we work together. And that's why I urge you to join forces with AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens. AMAC exists to enrich the lives of seniors and uphold freedom for all Americans by fighting for conservative causes. Membership comes with discounts on hotels, restaurants, cell phone service, and much more. And my friend, Friends at AMAC offer advisory services on things like Medicare, financial planning, and Social Security. Becoming a member of AMAC is easy, and it only costs $16 a year. Go to amac.us slash darns to sign up today. I'm a proud member of AMAC, and you should be too. Go to amac.us slash darns now. Join millions of other AMAC members receiving unparalleled benefits while we work together to get America back on track. Join AMAC today at amac.us slash darns. That's amac.us slash darns. Hello, America. I'm Todd Starnes. Welcome back to the Todd Starnes radio program. So happy to have you with us. By the way, did you see the news? Uh, Dan Bongino uh, over at Fox News um, announcing that he's going to be ending his noon to three radio program. And uh, a lot of people, we've been getting a lot of emails uh, and (laughs) a lot of people, a lot of a lot of people are excited about this news only because um, they want to know. Is it possible that our radio station could uh, bring the Todd Stern Show to our town? And fingers crossed, we're working hard. And so, folks, if you listen to us, um, you know, on the social media platforms, wherever, because your local radio station doesn't carry us, you should let us know, and we'll reach out, and uh, we'll see what we can do. So fingers crossed as we continue to grow this radio program. Got to tell you, three hours of radio, it's, it's a lot of work. Uh, as as Grace Baker and Kyle know, uh, it's just this is what we do, and we love doing radio. I love radio, I really do. You know, when I first jumped into radio, people said, "Oh, do you want to use this as a springboard for TV?" And I said, "No, not really. I mean, it it didn't work out like that uh, because I ended up doing TV, but I really prefer doing radio. And the reason why is because we get a, we get to have a chance to talk uh, on the air." We get a chance to uh, hang out and debate the issues. And even on a podcast, you know, and a lot of people love podcasts, but you know, a lot of young people are actually coming back to radio. And the reason why is because there's something intimate and personal about, about radio. And so here's the deal. Uh, if we don't carry, um, if we don't carry 
the uh, the Todd Stern Show. If we don't, if we're not carried in your town, in your city, we want you to give us a call. Talk to Grace, and here's what you got to do. Um, Grace, we're going to give out we're going to give out uh, this information. Um, you need to call us with call letters. So what, what's your local news talk radio station? And if you've got their phone number or their information, that would be great as well. Uh, you can also send us an email to grace at kwamradio.com. That's grace at kwamradio.com. Oh, I better turn off the ring phony. Everybody, I, I always forget, Grace, to silence my phone. Oh, so you're that person. Yeah, I'm the guy. I see you guys looking around like, oh, my gosh, we got to turn off the – no, it's me. I, I'm guilty as charged. At least charged. you own own it. Guilty as charged. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm trying to do better. So anyway, all that to say, uh, folks, we're excited about the opportunities coming up because I can promise you, a lot of people like to use radio for springboards. This is what we do, and uh, we do it every single day. All right. Uh, wow. A lot to talk about uh, with Trump today. Uh, there was some big news breaking on several fronts, and I'm very curious to get your thoughts on this. So President Trump has weighed in on who he believes the next Speaker of the House should be. And Trump believes it should be Kevin McCarthy. Uh, This is coming from Breitbart. Uh, President Trump voicing his support for Kevin McCarthy. And he also warned the five Republican holdouts they're playing a very dangerous game. Uh, Trump, in the interview with Breitbart, said, look, I think this, Kevin has worked very hard. I think he deserves the shot. Hopefully, he's going to be very strong and going to be very good, and he's going to do what everybody wants. But there are actually, Trump says there are five. We've been told there are as many as 30 holdouts. Congress, but but he points out Congressman Andy Biggs, Matt Gates, Ralph Norman, Matt Rosendale and Bob Good. Uh, those are the the five Republicans that are basically drawing a line in the sand. Trump says, quote, I'm friendly with a lot of those people who are against Kevin. I think almost every one of them are very much inclined toward Trump and toward and me toward them, but I have to tell them and I've told them you're playing a very dangerous game. Really, is that what is that what this is really all about? Is this a game? Are we are we just going to settle? Are are you content for just settling for Kevin McCarthy, ladies and gentlemen? There's been a lot of outrage on this program, and most of it coming from you, very upset because of Republican leadership being limp wristed. Republican leadership that's more more than willing to bow down and bend over to the Democrats. Every single time. Trump said that John Boehner, who he was a friend of, says Boehner wasn't perfect, nobody's perfect, but Paul Ryan was a disaster for the Republican Party. Well, I would contend, Mr. President, that we're concerned Kevin McCarthy could be a disaster for the Republican Party. And Kevin McCarthy's done nothing, nothing, to beef up or to to share his conservative bona fides. He's had plenty of opportunities, but he's done nothing. So I'm curious to know, now that President Trump has come out and said, you know what, Kevin McCarthy's our, our guy, uh, all you other folks, just be quiet and go along to get along with the establishment Republicans. Are you willing to do that? Is the president making the right call here? 
844-747-8868. Again, that is a toll-free telephone number, 844-747-8868. Also over the weekend, uh, President Trump at Mar-a-Lago speaking to the log cabin Republicans. Uh, that is, I believe that's the largest gay Republican group in um, in the in the conservative movement. And uh, the president giving a speech there, hundreds of people. As a matter of fact, Kat Kamek was uh, an award recipient, and it's the uh, 45th anniversary of the LGBTQ organization. And Trump says that he is fighting for the gay community. He's fighting and fighting hard. Those are the words of former President Trump coming just a few days after Congress voted to put a target on the backs of every Christian in America. So there you have it, folks. Uh, and we'll get we'll jump into more of this coming up after the break. Do you believe Kevin McCarthy should be the next speaker? 844-747-8868. We'll be right back. MyPillow is excited to announce the original My Slippers are back in stock just in time for the holidays. Last Christmas, you made our slippers the number one selling MyPillow product, and now they've added smaller sizes, larger sizes, and even wider sizes in all new colors. What makes My Slippers different is the exclusive four layer design that you're not going to find in any other slippers. My Slippers patented layers make them ultra comfortable, extremely durable, and they help relieve stress on your feet from all the running around this holiday. You can wear them anytime, anywhere, and save $90 off with promo code STARNS. That's only $49.98 a pair. You'll absolutely love my slippers, and now they're extending their 60-day money-back guarantee until March 1st, 2023, making them the best Christmas gift ever. So go to MyPillow.com and use promo code STARNS, or call 1-800-839-8506, promo code STARNS, to save $90 on the original My Slippers. That's only $49.98 a pair. Welcome back to the Todd Stearns Radio Program. So happy to have you uh, with us today. 844-747-8868. And I, I, you know, this is the question that a lot of conservatives are are going to have to, um, are going to have to address. Do you, do you support Donald Trump no matter what? I mean, and, and, and is there something, is there something out there, is a line in the sand that you will not allow him to cross? And if so, what is that line? So a lot of the evangelical world is really upset over uh, not just Trump, but Carrie Lake. Um, a lot of the people that they thought were supporters of the party platform on the issue of uh, gay marriage, they thought Trump had their back. And now, they don't believe that Trump has their back. So is that an issue for you guys out there anymore, or is that settled law, as they say? Kevin McCarthy. Uh, I mean, look, uh, Kevin McCarthy stabbed Donald Trump in the back, and this is why I don't trust Kevin McCarthy. It's because he stabbed Donald Trump in the back. But Trump is saying Kevin McCarthy's his guy, and that the bad guys here are all the are all the conservative Republicans that are trying to hold the line and get somebody in there who will actually stand up to the Democrats. 
844-747-8868. That is our telephone number. We're going to be taking your calls on that. I'm curious to hear what you have to say, but this has really caused a stink in the religious liberty world, uh, President Trump's comments over the weekend. By the way, here is uh, Carrie Lake, cut number three. I know that right now we can identify as anything we want to identify as, but I want you to know that I identify as a proud, election-denying, deplorable. Are you with me? And my pronouns are... I just saw another red light go off, by the way. And my pronouns are I won. Oh, oh, there you go. Well, by the way, cut number, got to play cut number 10 uh, in connection with the uh, Mar-a-Lago story. We have so many gay friends in media, and I'm going to be honest, most of them are liberals. I'm going to tell you that my gay friends I've met in politics are the greatest friends I have. They love this country, the patriotism, their style and flair. <laughs> you can see it. You can see it. One of my main messaging guys is a member of the Long County Republicans, and you can just feel the flair in all of our tweets. I hope you've enjoyed them. It's been a lot of fun. Have you noticed there's a lot of kind of uh, panache in our tweets? Thank you, Colton, for that. So I'm just really excited because I think this new Republican Party is truly the most inclusive party in political history. I hate to break it to you. So it, it was a little hard to hear, uh, but but Carrie Lake is saying that this is a new Republican Party. And, and it is a new Republican Party. And a lot of the religious liberty crowd, they woke up and realized they no longer have that much of a say in their party anymore. And so they're going to have a decision to make. Do you embrace the change that that Trump is bringing on this particular issue or do you move on and start your own party or do you disengage from the political process I don't think anybody ought to disengage but it's you know I Carrie Lake is right about that the the party it's a brand new party it's not the party that Jerry Falwell senior um, was a part of it's not that kind of a party anymore the the Republicans are much more liberal now on social agenda issues. Let's go to the phone lines here, 844-747-8868. Jerry in Iowa. Jerry, what's on your mind today? Brother Todd, I would like to address this, uh, rep- this when to compromise and when to cooperate situation. So there are bad examples of compromisers. John Boehner, Paul Ryan, Kevin McCarthy. Trump had a lot of people uh, at the table who turned out to be uh, traitors and loyal to the other side. I, I know he wanted to get opinions uh, from a lot of lot of people. That's interesting. Didn't totally work out, but so example of good cooperation. I think the log cabin Republicans, if they're for freedom and fiscal policy, well, by golly, you could probably work on a few issues. I think Brandon Straka is an excellent example of who to cooperate with. He, as you may know, he's part of the uh, walkaway movement. He's brought, he's a gay guy. He's brought thousands, tens of thousands of Democrats out of 
the Democratic Party because of their anti-freedom, oppressive, cancel culture ideas. He's, I, I don't know if he's still in prison for J6, I think, or J, awaiting trial, but he is, you can upload, if you're a former Democrat, and I am, you can upload a video to Straka's walkaway campaign detailing how and why you got out of the Democratic Party. And so I think Straka is a good American, and, and we should help him get out of this idiot uh, January 6th thing. He's a, he's a gay person. We, we're not going to agree as a Christian. M- my gay associates' friends know very well what I think about homosexuality. So we're not going to work on that issue. But as far as freedom issues, um, I think you can work with the, the Brandon Strakers of the world who uh, do believe in freedom. And uh, so I, I think that Paul Ryan and the, the Kevin McCarthy types is just a no-go because they always betray us. Jerry, and a, and a, Jerry and, and within a span of 72 hours, uh, President Trump endorsed Kevin McCarthy said that he was not going to take a position on whether or not Republicans should should vote for Ronna McDaniel, in effect basically saying, leave her alone. And then he gives the big speech at the Spirit of Lincoln Gala, where he stands up and says he is on the side of the log cabin Republicans, uh, and this happening just a day or so after President Biden signs the Respect for Marriage Act. And so if you are a diehard Trump supporter and you happen to be on the evangelical side of the political equation, you're sitting back going, well, wait a second, what, what's going on here? Well, what does DeSantis and Christy Nome say about this? Because what you're doing is you're kind of hurting your chances a little. I, I like President Trump a lot. But why would you want to have more compromisers around I don't get it. I, I I just don't get it. I mean, Kevin, we know what we know who Kevin McCarthy is. We know what he has done. And look, I, I hate to break into the evangelical crowd, uh, but you guys, y- you lost on that issue, and you're going to have to either decide we're going to be able to we're going to ha- be able to still hang out with the Republican Party on the life issues or or move somewhere else. But th- they they've lost on that issue. Well, they've lost me, and I've I've compromised too much in my life. But from here on out uh when i walk into the voting booth i'm gonna write in a good person and if we lose then the ship is going down you can't have my vote anymore if you continue to put in compromisers i'm just going to like i wrote in daryl castle once you know i i'm just not going to it's time to really stand and fight and uh compromisers don't do that so thank you todd no, Jerry. I look. I appreciate your call, and and I I, I think you're onto something there, Jerry. I'm I'm tired of compromising. That's that's what got us to where we are. What's wrong with having an opinion and fighting for that opinion, fighting for that belief system? Why do we always have to capitulate? And I want to know who got to President Trump, who got to Trump and told him you've got to support Kevin McCarthy, you've got to support Ronna McDaniel. I want to know who those people are. And I don't know, I don't know who is surrounding the president and who's giving him this guidance, but we got to get those people out of Mar-a-Lago. Got to. 844-747-8868. That is our toll-free telephone number. We're taking your calls on this. Also, waiting for the J6 Kangaroo Court. Uh, That's going to get kicked off uh, here in just a little while. And look, we're diehard, this radio program, diehard supporters of the Trump agenda. Diehard supporters. 
and it angers me when we see things like this happen because somebody's getting the president off message and we can't we cannot let that happen we just cannot do it by the way polls are showing a very tight race between donald trump and ron DeSantis could be the biggest political battle ever ever and newsmax wants to know where you stand they're conducting a poll asking if president trump should continue his run for president again or is DeSantis better? You can vote in the Newsmax poll on Donald Trump. Text the word SKIP to 39747. That's SKIP to 39747 to let your voice be heard. Uh, folks, this is a great way to let the American people know how you feel about what will be one of the most important elections of our lifetime. So text the word SKIP to 39747. That's SKIP to 39747. We'll be right back. The Biden administration has caused a financial crisis, and they don't have a clue how to fix it, folks. Our economy is in trouble, and you need to take steps to protect yourself. Now, if all your money is tied up in stocks, bonds, and traditional markets, you're vulnerable. Gold is one of the best ways to protect your retirement. No matter what happens, you own your gold. It's real, it's physical, and it's always been valuable since the dawn of time. Legacy Precious Metals is the company I trust for investing in gold. They can help you roll your retirement account into a gold-backed IRA where you still own the physical gold. They can also ship gold and precious metals safely and securely to your house. Did you know a million dollars worth of gold can fit in a shoebox? Call Legacy at 866-649-0304 or visit them online at LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's 866-649-0304 or visit them online at LegacyPMInvestments.com. Look, I don't know what's going on over at Twitter, but I, I'm more concerned about these Twitter files coming out. And uh, by the way, at this hour, the Hunter Biden files are dropping. So we'll keep you updated on that, and we'll uh, be perusing the files as they come out. But over the weekend, uh, we found out that the FBI had a task force of 80 agents that were working on social media. These guys could be doing a lot of other stuff in this country, but what were they doing? You had FBI agents that were spying on your social media post. And Congressman James Comer is now calling for the FBI to be dismantled. This is appalling. There are there are more documents being released showing the FBI basically bullied and harassed Twitter to take down postings that were supportive of President Trump. I mean, this is election interference. This is criminal activity. The FBI formed a task force of 80 agents to specialize in social media after the 2016 election, and that team worked with Twitter to weed out alleged election meddling. More than 150 emails between Twitter trust and safety head Joel Roth and the FBI. Unbelievable what's going on there. And let's go to the phones here. Anna in Georgia, WDUN, our great affiliate there. Hi, Anna. What's on your mind today? Hey, Todd. Uh, what about Chip Roy being uh, taking uh, Nancy Pelosi's place? How about that? He's, he's in a border state, um, and he's a strong man. 
um, he's from Texas. Uh, and uh, as far as uh, Kevin is concerned, um, you know, I think I think that uh, poor old President Trump. He he he's he's had to fight the battles that he shouldn't have even had to fight. Um, and and so anybody who is endorsed by him, uh, they I really don't think they have a, a really good chance. I don't know. McCarthy probably does. Uh, well, the I don't challenge. Know the man- Anna, the challenge is is Kevin McCarthy has a roommate. There was a story a couple of months back about McCarthy and his roommate, Frank Luntz, who you might remember, he is the establishment Republican opinion meister, uh, did a lot of stuff with Fox News, may still. I don't know, he, would, he left Fox for a while. Uh, but you wonder if, if Frank Luntz is whispering into Kevin McCarthy's ear um, a lot of this nonsense and and is really starting to have an impact on Trump through McCarthy. That that's my concern. Yeah, um yeah, that that would not be good. I I'll tell you I'm my I'm, my heart's broken because uh I realized and it's just been recently because I'm a I love Trump and I loved his did, did I like him personally? I don't know the man. But um I also realized that there were a lot of people that were against the president and they were using, uh, and it, there's no mainstream media. They were using the media to undo him, and they were very successful. Um, and um, he just he just doesn't have President Trump. I wish that it was different because I know he's got a lot to offer. He's done a great job in in Washington. But you've got all these people making up lies and doing things to un- to undo President Trump. You've got a president, a sitting president right now. I mean, I can't think of anything worse than Biden. Well, Obama, but yeah, I hear you, Anna. And, and I will say this. When you when when history is finally able to write about this period in, in American history, I think this is this is worse than the McCarthy, uh, the communist hearings, uh, the the Red Scare of the nineteen fifties. It's worse than Watergate. I mean, we're looking at one of the greatest political scandals in American history, and it was it was propagated by. The federal government and this deep state, the same people that Trump was trying to root out. I mean, when you've got, I mean, just think about this for a moment. The FBI had, in effect, set up a ministry of propaganda. They had 80 FBI agents, and their only job was to censor free speech on the Internet. And the way they did it is pretty ruthless. If you get, just think about this for a second, folks. And Anna, I appreciate your call, but you think about this for a moment. You're sitting there doing whatever you're doing. You get a call from the FBI. I guarantee, I don't care who you are, your heart is going to skip a beat. Now imagine that happening every single day and the FBI telling you that it's a matter of national security and that if you let somebody tweet, if you let Todd Starnes tweet, he could start World War III. What are they going to do? Well, they're going to block Todd Stearns. They're going to shadow ban Todd Stearns. By the way, still shadow ban. A lot of other conservatives still blocked. They were using our taxpayer dollars 
And by the way, Congressman Comer says it was at least $12 million just in salary and benefits. So they're spending millions and millions of our dollars to silence conservatives on social media. And again, they've been telling us for years that this never happened. This was all some sort of a figment of our imagination. We were the tinfoil hat-wearing conspiracy theorist. And now we know it's not we know we know it was all true and the argument is, well, of course it was all true. Everybody knew that. Let's move along now. No, we're not doing that. We're not moving along. We got to get to the bottom of all of this. And we have to hope and pray that good will triumph over evil and that these people are going to go to jail. And by the way, this is only Google, or sorry, this is only Twitter. We have no idea the magnitude of the FBI attacks on Google and Facebook and Meta. No idea. You could have hundreds of FBI agents, and their only job was to shut down what you were posting on Instagram and Google, YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. So what about you? Congressman Comer really does have a good idea here. We need to dismantle the FBI and start over again. What say you, America? 844-747-8868. That's 844-747-8868. We're going to ask Matt Schlapp that question. Also, Congressman Jim Jordan as well. Got to take a break. We'll be right back. Hour two of the Todd Stearns Radio Show. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's conservative blowtorch. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Todd Starnes. Oh, yeah. All right. Hello, everybody. Hour two of the big show underway. Good to have you with us today. Uh, by the way, the kangaroo court, the J6 committee uh, getting underway. We'll keep you updated on what's going on there. But again, as we as we share with you in the first hour of the program, uh, folks, this is nothing more than a sham court. All right? So this is all political. Uh, the other side was not allowed to be present. All Democrats on the committee. So 
don't buy into what they're trying to sell us. All right, just just hang tight. We're going to get through this. Not a big deal. What's happening today? All right, eight four four seven four seven eighty eight sixty eight. That is our toll free telephone number. That's eight four four seven four seven eighty eight sixty eight. Want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker Line? Our good friend. Matt Schlapp, who is president of the American Conservative Union, CPAC coming up just around the corner. Matt, hope you're doing well today. Hey, Todd, we're doing great. Great to be with you again. Matt, a lot going on, and uh, there's a, a lot of debate raging right now within the Republican Party about the direction of the party. The RNC chair race is uh, heating up and uh, trying to figure out who the next speaker of the House is going to be. From your vantage point, um, where is the Republican Party right now? What is the state of the Republican Party? You know, I think this is a this, there's a real moment here where grassroots activists, you know, they certainly wanted a big red wave and they fought hard for it. We got less of a victory, although we got a majority in the United States House, which is the more important chamber to get that majority in because the next speaker will have a lot of control. But now there's a question of do we do we run the majority like we've always run the majority or have we learned from people like Nancy Pelosi and Barack Obama that we want to push much more aggressively for what we believe in? And that's really that's the that's what the, the center of the RNC chair race, the race for speaker. We already had this race. Mitch McConnell was reelected uh, to be the majority leader or the minority leader in the Senate. But Rick Scott is making the point that you know, with the votes that he got, that it shouldn't be business as normal. We ought to fight harder, and we ought to have an agenda. We we, we believe it. Yeah, I'm with, I'm with you. Uh, we had one of our callers in the first hour who said that they're, they're just tired of the compromise. It seems like um, that every single issue, the Republicans are the ones that have to compromise, and they, they're sick and tired of that. And, and I think there's an argument that could be made that most Republicans, and conservatives especially, are sick of going along to get along in Washington, D.C. Well, and the compromise is, it's like we have to water down everything we believe in, but they get more and more spending and more and more government control, and I think that's the big problem. And I think that's what uh, we, you know, Jim Jordan and others are saying, you know, let's pick an issue we don't compromise on. Closing down the border is the one that comes to mind, or banning, uh, you know, uh, gender reassignment surgeries for our kids, uh, for our minor kids, or, you know, building more fossil fuel projects. Let's pick that issue that, that we're going to fight to the death on and not compromise on it. And I think the border might be the right place to start so that when we go to the negotiating table, on these financial instruments that must pass, we get something for it. But I have to say, what I'm hearing about the omnibus coming out of the Senate is exactly the opposite. It's everything they want and everything big spending moderate Republicans want, but nothing that grassroots activists want. That's a mistake. It's almost as if Mitch McConnell wants to get this done before the new Republican House can can take charge and basically tie their hands. I mean, there's really nothing they're going to be able to do if this if this goes through. Uh, and, and again, you know, Matt, I'm sitting here as a loyal, conservative, evangelical Christian, a financial supporter of the Republican Party, and they're just throwing out my issues left and right. The only thing they had left was fiscal responsibility. That is of an interest to me as a small business owner. And then I'm, when I see them wanting to spend money out the wazoo, you throw your hands up in the air and you say, what is the point of it all? And it's one thing if we were spending money and we were arguing over, you know, pot A or pot B in terms of money. But 
this this spending at this time in our history um, is going to fuel inflation, which is going to hurt more Americans. And it's we're, we're in this desperation zone. We're in the red zone, not in terms of about we might score a touchdown. We're in the red zone where, you know, we might have very few choices left um, fiscally because we've made so many bad economic decisions over the years. We're really in a dire situation of, as a country in every way, culturally, morally, economically. And Republicans better figure that out or they're going to lose the people that voted them in. Matt Schlapp is on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line uh, this afternoon. Matt, of course, the other big story is uh, the RNC uh, leadership race. Uh, Harmeet Dillon, Ronna McDaniel, McDaniel seeking what her uh, fourth term, which is a bit unusual. Uh, th- those are normally, what, two terms you're, and you're out. Um, but McDaniel, looks like she has the numbers here. Um, what, what are you hearing from your folks? Uh, you know, and I've talked to uh, the chair. I think she believes she has the vote. Uh, we'll see what happens. I think Harmeet is waging a spirited uh, battle. Um, whether or not she could get to the votes or not, I think these kinds of primaries, and this is in a sense uh, a type of primary, they're very useful and they're, and, and they're very needed because the RNC has done a great job raising money, but they've done a poor job adapting to the realities of our modern time. We're being technologically, I think we're being out hustled. Now, you know, they've got some advantages on their side with the big Googles and Facebooks and, you know, formerly Twitter and all these people on their side. But I think we have to take a step back and figure out how we innovate. Um, you know, we're the entrepreneurial party. We come up with great ideas uh, in the private sector. We got to start doing that again in politics. And I think I think the RNC, the build the chair, the building is hearing that message from grassroots conservatives. If ballot harvesting is legal and safe, we need to do it better than they do it. Um, if there, uh, if there is the ability to do mail-in ballots in a state, uh, we could no longer afford to say, "Well, we'll just run up the score on election day," because Arizona showed us that uh, they can rig it by making sure machines aren't working on election day. There's so many ways they can outflank us, and they also want to hear the RNC speak more aggressively to this issue of voter fraud. They're a little nervous to bring it up for whatever reason. They need to stop that because they have warehouse full of documents from from uh, election fraud lawsuits over the years. I know that because I've known so many of the general counsels over the years. This has been a long uh, a long term strategy of the left to upend rules based voting and to normalize what happened in 2020. RNC needs to be the leading voice and the and quite honestly the leading force in taking on the that that type of illegal activity. I think they want to hear that, and I think Harmeet's bringing that to light. And that's a that's a valuable thing, whether she wins or loses. Matt, uh, it's going to be here before you know it. Uh, CPAC twenty twenty three. Uh, what are you? Are you guys already starting the planning and the prep? What oh can you God. tell us? Yeah, uh, you know, it's good and bad. We're back in D.C. Uh, because uh, we felt it was important to come back and put a flag in the ground and say, you know, you, you painted Black Lives Matter before the White House. You. You kind of took over the city, you ruined it, but, you know, we got the House of Representatives, and we're not going anywhere, and we're going to fight hard for the presidency again in 2024. So it's an important moment to come back and reclaim our capital, and yes, we're planning on it, and uh, I just continue to say the same thing, Todd. We have to be careful as an organization, and we don't just mouth truisms. we got to really make people understand the dire consequences that we're in, and it's time to solve some of these problems. 
we don't have a lot of years left. Uh, I'm very worried about the future of the country. All right, uh, Matt, I tell you, we, we love it uh, every time uh, we get to go to CPAC, and it's a great crowd. It's more than just a pep rally, though. Uh, this is a moment. It's an opportunity um, to focus and to know that you're not in the fight by yourself, and that's one of the things that you have taught so many conservatives yep. over the years is, is, taking, I, is taking a stand. Todd, can I say one thing as we close this conversation? I, I hope everyone out there will keep Father Frank Pavone in their prayers this very good and holy pro-life priest, who more than any other priest in America, is responsible for the grassroots activism that resulted in President Trump's election and the overturning of you know one of the top three worst decisions the Supreme Court ever gave us, Roe v. Wade. Um, I believe he's is suffering grave injustice right now, and I think we should all pray for this great man. As a matter of fact, I was on the main stage with him at CPAC last year, and uh, just he inspired so many people uh, with his fierce support of the pro-life movement. Also, a, a great supporter of former President Trump. And you're right, um, you know, getting defrocked by the uh, by the Vatican just it's reprehensible uh, what's happening out there. But this fight is it's it's touching all corners of of, of life in America, uh, Matt. Uh, look, we're going to leave it there. Uh, Matt, appreciate you always. Hope you and Mercedes and the family have a, a great Christmas celebration. Thank you, and Merry Christmas to you, Todd, to your family, and to all your wonderful listeners. All right, Matt Schlapp from CPAC American Conservative Union, uh, ladies and gentlemen, great American patriot right there. And uh, we typically broadcast our show, and uh, we'll be doing it again, fortunately, this year back in D.C. So it's been a while since we've been back in uh in Washington. He mentioned Father Frank Pavone. Uh, Father Frank and I were on a panel together, and uh, Father Frank is a is probably one of the fiercest pro-life priests out there, and he kind of he preaches like a Baptist, i got to be honest with you. And we actually made a joke about that on the platform at CPAC. And anyway, he's been defrocked, so they, uh, he is no longer a priest, and uh, the Vatican um, throwing the book at this guy. They were very upset because he was an outspoken supporter of President Trump and an outspoken supporter of the pro-life movement. And glad to see Matt Schlapp uh, standing up and um, and speaking out in support of Father Frank. All right, look, folks, we've got to take a quick break here. 844-747-8868, toll-free telephone number, 844-747-8868. And I don't know what's going on with you Catholics, but geez Lou, your Pope sounds like a, a communist these days. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back, everybody. Uh, Todd Starnes uh, here, getting in the festive spirit. We we'll be rolling out some more Christmas songs uh, through the uh, through the rest of the week as uh, we uh, gear up for my favorite time of year. I love Christmas. Grace, do you have any traditions there in the uh, the Grace Baker household for Christmas? Yeah, we do. We this has been the past few years. We do. We normally decorate gingerbread houses. That's kind of a thing we do. Really? Sometimes we do a competition. Sometimes we just do it for fun, just depending on the situation. But it's a lot of fun. So this year, me and my brother are going to decorate one, and we've got a theme. What's the theme? Uh, Malik. How do you say it? Malikanik. I cannot say it. Malikaliki, Naki, whatever. Hawaiian Christmas. Oh, the Hawaiian holiday. I love that. That's a great song, by the way. It's a great song, but... (laughs) 
<laughs> I just was like, let's base it off a song, and that's the one. So we you're going with a tropical, tropical Christmas. I love it. You know, here in the mid south, it's going to like snow this week supposedly. So I'm just like gearing up with the opposite. So I received a text message from our guy in Kansas, the great DG. Oh yes, and uh, DG's, DG DG says. It's going to be minus 45 degrees in Kansas. No. Who, that is, is that even survivable? That's not legal. No, it's not. And by the way, we're, they say it's going to be five degrees in Memphis. Which is really cold for Memphis. No, for those it's, who don't know. It's unacceptable. Well, I looked at the temperature Thursday. It says high of 55, low of five. I thought they're missing a number. <laughs> I was and like, is that so a I call our, No, I'm having dinner with our weather guy, uh, the Channel 3 weather guy here in Memphis, and he and his wife invited me over to their home uh, for nice. dinner uh, on Friday. Had a great time. Our good friend Paul Shanklin, who does the parody bits, uh, he and his wife were there. Nice. And we had a great time. And so I'm like, okay, so what's the deal here? Because you know how the weather folks are. You know, they, they tell you it's going to uh, – Ladies and gentlemen, we have a chance of between zero and 55 inches of snow. Yes. And you're like, wait, what? So he told me, he says, yeah, yeah, it's a coming. Oh, it's really? It's a coming. So, so we've got the inside scoop. It's coming. We've got the inside scoop. Go get it's the coming. bread and milk. There will be frost on the pork butt come yeah, Friday morning. True. I'm just warning you. I don't know how those people in Kansas survive. I don't either. That sounds horrible. They eat a lot of corn up there and beef. So <laughs> oh, I guess helpful. that gets you through it. That's helpful. By the way, um, I know you're a big fan of, are you a fan of Yellowstone? Have you seen Yellowstone yet? No, Todd, I haven't. I haven't seen it. I know. I'm weird. I would I, like to watch. Isn't there a new spinoff with Harrison Ford in it? Yes. What is it? 1920. Hold on. It's 1923. 21? Oh. 1923. Okay. I would like to watch that because I love Harrison Ford. I know. Everybody's obsessed with Yellowstone. I haven't been watching it. I'm lame. I know. Here's how Here's how bad it is. I stayed. So 1923 dropped uh, at midnight on Sunday. Oh. I stayed up and watched it. No. Oh yeah. It's, Why'd they drop it on a Sunday night? That's cruel. They do. That's how they do it on the. Um, it's the Paramount. So oh, okay. so they drop those shows on Sundays, and I am just they. They do. Good? They do such a great job. Was Harrison Ford good? Harrison Ford was actually really good. Yeah. Um, one of my the favorites. whole cast is incredible. And uh, anyway, I, I'm curious if anybody else in the listening audience has watched any of these shows. I am obsessed with Yellowstone and uh, 1923 now. And was it 1883, yeah. I think, was the, the first of the prequels. And there's been a lot of controversy surrounding Yellowstone just because people are like on the right. They're like, this is the kind of show people want because it's like macho men, right, doing macho men things and the and women are not karens the women are not karens they beat the crap out of the carriage which is kind of like an ongoing theme in the uh you know and then you know the lefties are like no it's not stop saying that oh it's, it's not a right-wing show it's it's a i you know what it's an american show an american and american show. and americans are conservative and that's the whole point of it. you know again when you're when you talk about hunters for example and ranchers you know, these are you know these are some of the the staunchest conservationists in the world. Oh yeah, they're not the ones you know flying around in the jets, you know, squandering millions of dollars in gas and fuel and blowing holes in the ozone to get to a conference where they tell people to stop eating cheeseburgers. That's true. You know that's that's the problem. Not that there's really a problem, but in their minds, it's a problem. It's a it's a you know armageddon or something but i am just i'm a huge fan of this of this series and i the writing is incredible the cast is is amazing 
And yeah, I know Kevin Costner, he's a leftist, but you know what? I can put his politics aside because he does such a great job with the character of John Dutton. Hey, just keep it out of the show and I don't care. And Helen Mirren, I'm I'm really impressed with her. You know, by the way, 1923, I don't want to give it away, but if you've seen it all, it's it's already out. So, but the opening scene, Helen Mirren is um, you know, a frontier, a pioneer woman and uh, she's she's shooting a bad guy in the woods. It's nice. great. There you go. I mean, it's you talk about feminine, you know, f- feminism. I mean, the women worked just as hard as the men did. I mean, that was That's a true. brutal period in American history, and I think 1883 really demonstrated just the brutality and just the the agonizing heartbreak, and and yet the joy of you know getting to that you know getting to that promised land. Yeah, it's on my list of shows to watch for sure. I just haven't gotten to it because it's a lot. Watch 1923. It's, it, what order do you watch it. in? Do you watch Yellowstone first? It doesn't really matter. Oh, okay. No, it really doesn't matter. Okay. But anyway. All right. Wow. We I was going to talk about Veggie Tales here. We'll say Veggie Tales. Uh, folks, coming up in just a minute, we're going to be talking to our good friend, Dr. Paul Chappell. But I am curious, why is it? why do you think Yellowstone has really made that connection? with so many conservatives and especially so many men in America. 844-747-8868, toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. We'll be right back. Why do I feel like I'm in Kroger right now? <laughs> What's going on here? We, welcome back, everybody. Uh, good to have you with us today uh, on the Todd Stearns Radio Program. Uh, I, Grace, I was uh, running downstairs. You know, it, we only have, what, four minutes in, in a break. And this is true. So you, oh, you, it, but it's amazing what you can get done, but you have to, you have to plan it out. you got to stay focused. You have to stay focused. Restroom break for one minute. Heat up your lunch for a minute. Make your coffee. That takes about 30 to 60 seconds. And the problem is our Keurig downstairs. It's on its last leg. I know. It makes noises. It goes. It's gurgling. <laughs> Thank you for the sound effects. I just want to demonstrate. So unfortunately, we're going to have to get, we're going to do something about that. We need to create a GoFundMe for our Keurig. <laughs> KWAM Keurig for Christmas. I love it. That's actually a great idea. Maybe somebody will come by and one will just fall off the truck like the oh, uh, you no. know the William Sausage guys. <laughs> that would be great. All right. Uh, welcome back, everybody. So happy to have you with us. Uh, and, yeah, we are in the uh, Yuletide spirit here. You're going to be hearing a lot more Christmas music. Uh, we're going to have some fun guests coming up for the remainder of the week, including our next guest who has a brand-new book out called The Resilient Life. And it is an awesome book. I got an advanced copy, and I love it. Our good friend, Pastor Paul Chample, he is pastor of Lancaster Baptist Church in Lancaster, California, also president of West Coast Baptist College. Dr. Chample, I hope you're doing well today. Doing well. Merry Christmas, Todd. Great to be with you. And I know uh, this has been a big week at Lancaster for the uh, for the Christmas season. I saw some video of people playing horns outside the church in the high desert yesterday. You know, we had a great day yesterday and wonderful services. We thank the Lord for people that are turning to Christ here in, in California and uh, finding the true meaning of Christmas. 
You know, Pastor Chapel, I don't want I don't want to get you in the embroiled in, in controversy, but I'm going to ask you a question that'll probably get you embroiled in controversy. Uh, you know, it's funny. A lot of churches are debating whether or not to have church next Sunday. Is I didn't realize that was a thing. I thought of all times you would want to go to church on Christmas Day. Yeah, I thought Jesus was the reason for the season, but uh, you know, the fact of the matter is that uh, there is. You know, oftentimes uh, an idea of trying to be sensitive to family schedules and holiday travels, and I understand that. You know, as a as a pastor and, and as a senior pastor here at this church for 37 years, I've tried to think first of all scripturally. You know, what is what does God's word say about assembling, and what is what does God want us to do with respect to worship? Then I do think about people's schedules, and there's times when we have a flexible schedule, uh, but I also think about a lot of people in our church that. Christmas, their Christmas revolves around church. I'm thinking of widows, I'm thinking of uh, uh, single parents, I'm thinking of people that, you know, that this is the time of year when church means more than ever. And so for them, and as well as for the Lord, you know, I look forward to our services next Sunday morning, and uh, we'll not have a service in the evening. Of course, many churches don't do that most Sundays anyways, but we are making some flexibility, uh, some some accommodation for the season, but uh, I just can't think of a better Sunday to have church than the Lord's birthday. We're going to have a big birthday party, bring the kids up to the platform, have some treats for them, and then preach the gospel. I, I just think that's a wonderful thing. And of course, uh, all of the church services here at Lancaster are broadcast on, online as well. Uh, and that's, that's right. I mean, you guys have been doing that for a long time, but I, I'm curious, a- after the, the pandemic, did you see that audience there stick around post-pandemic? Well, the, the larger audience that was just, you know, stuck because of the pandemic hopefully went back to their own churches and came back into our church. But there has been a residual. There's no doubt. Uh, there, there are thousands of folks that, that tune in. We'll be uh, live at 945 Pacific Standard Time this Sunday. And it's going to be great music, and, and we're going to be uh, preaching a message right out of Matthew 2. and It's going to be a special day. Pastor Paul Chappell on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line from California, brand new book out called The Resilient Life. Dr. Chappell, let's talk about this book. I mean, you've had decades of uh, ministry uh, experience, and you, you poured all of that into into this project and, and really showing people how to maneuver through some very difficult things that, especially during the Christmas season and the holiday season, I guess, you know, for example, uh, a lot of people go through depression and anxiety. Um, this is not always a happy time for a lot of people. No, and a lot of times the emotions stem back to, you know, family trials and difficulties and, and it's not what they think others are experiencing. And and so this this book really does deal with how to be resilient through seasons like this. And uh, you mentioned the uh, chapter on depression, for example, and, and we really uh, talk about uh, the life of Charles Spurgeon, probably one of the most well-known Baptist preachers in, in history, and how uh, God so blessed his ministry in London, and, and yet he struggled uh, at times with depression. And uh, we, we talk in that same chapter about uh, Elijah and how he had depression after even having a great victory, and uh, how uh, he just you know really felt like okay that's it it's time to die, and so uh, we give some real life and some biblical illustrations so that people can relate and understand they're not alone, and then we we uh, talk in that chapter about the Lord Jesus who was tempted after uh, forty days of of fasting, 
But there's always a solution in God's Word. And so we take the second half of each chapter, and we, we give uh, scriptural uh, helps, and we talk about how to overcome these challenges, uh, for example, through Ephesians 6, 16, and 18, uh, the, the sword of the Spirit and the prayer and supplication in the Spirit. And we, we give practical steps. And so uh, this, this book, The Resilient Life, is meant to bring some resilience into the spirits of those of us probably who feel a little trampled down after the last few years but want to keep on going for God. It it does seem tough, and you know, especially those of us who sort of work and operate in the in the political realm, uh, where you're you're just seeing all of this happen in in real time, and at, at you know, you can find yourself uh, not necessarily. I don't necessarily uh, am fearful, but it, it you do sometimes get a little anxious when you see all these things that are coming out of Washington and knowing how they're going to have an impact. And, and do you address those kinds of things? I mean, not specifically, but but in general terms with anxiety. Well, first of all, the, the the fear that comes upon us is real. But the psalmist said, at what time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. So what I tell our folks is it's, it's not a sin or unnatural to be caught with some fear over something that comes upon us. But the sin is when we when we stay in that mode. God says, I want you to trust me in those times, and that's where church can help us and God's Word can help us. Uh, Supreme Court Justice Antonin Scalia once said, devout Christians are destined to be regarded as fools in modern society. And so uh, yesterday in my message, as I was uh, talking about just the simple thought of Joseph and Mary going to the temple with Jesus for dedication— and I challenged the parents, and I said, you know, this past week our president uh, uh, signed a bill that, that codified gay marriage uh, while uh, all of these uh, sat on the front and, uh, and celebrated, and many of them with their transition surgeries and so forth. And I just said, parents, we've got to be back to the basics like Joseph and Mary, bringing our children to the temple and being faithful. And, and so many parents walked out of church saying, you know, thanks for these reminders, because uh, they're just wondering what's going on in this world. And I'm telling you, training young children today requires such vigilance. And in fact, in the book, we talk about overcoming injustice, and we deal with living in a culture of oppression. And we talk about the Jews in Egypt and how God brought deliverance. And so uh, a, lot of, a lot of the themes of the resilient life deal with the modern-day tragedies that we're facing fascinating stuff here uh, dr chapel and we could just go on and on and on uh the book the resilient life and we have a link a direct link in our live show blog but you can also go to paulchapel.com that's paulchapel.com chapel with two p's and two l's uh dr chapel this you know you've written a lot of books how do you how do you come up with these with these these ideas and and why this book at this specific time this book was really born out of what I saw happening at the tail end of the pandemic, and I, I began doing some teaching, some studying, and then some writing on how to overcome fear, how to overcome anxiety and depression, because we felt not only the the issues related to health, but much far farther beyond that, the uh, the overreaching aspects of of the governmental involvement in our lives, and and then suddenly uh, this time of the pandemic was like an incubation. For sin, <laughs> and 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 suddenly laws and thoughts and and the riots and demonstrations that were really anti-God uh, began to 
take front and center. And so many people who love this country were were uh, t- just taken back. And so it's my prayer that this book will help them to overcome and to realize the darker the night, the brighter the light. Um, you know, we really, we even deal with overcoming political opposition and, and uh, uh, try to encourage people to realize that, that when these things happen, there are biblical uh, biblical stories that we too can uh, can be uh, mindful of, and we can look to the scriptures and see stories, whether it be Daniel, who was told not to pray and still prayed, uh, as we highlight in the chapter, that no matter what the world says, that we have the authority of God's Word to follow. And, and just a reminder that, that we, we need to stay true to biblical principle no matter what happens in our culture. Well said. Uh, Dr. Chample, we're going to leave it there. I know you've got a very busy week ahead of you. Now, also, I'm, and you've got to tell the audience here, how many, how many grandchildren do you and Mrs. Chample have now? We have 11 grandchildren. We look forward to spoiling every one of them later this week. <laughs> today, today we're taking our staff down to Knott's Berry Farm, and we're going to try to spoil them and, and be a blessing. I don't know how many we're taking, two or 300 folks down there. And, and uh, we just have a wonderful team out here, a great spirit in the church and the college. And, and this is a great time of year to, to realize that God's still on the throne and and Christ still came to save sinners. Amen and well said. Well, Dr. Chample, hope you and Mrs. Chample uh, have a very wonderful Merry Christmas, and uh, we'll be watching online from Tennessee. Great. Thanks again, Todd. Merry Christmas. All right. Uh, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Paul Chample. I like this guy. He is he is just such uh, an incredible pulpiteer and a powerful writer. And uh, Grace, you know, we've got it. We actually got an extra copy of this book. And I just we're just going to throw this out there. But if we're going to do caller number three, we'll go old school. Sounds uh, good. Caller number three, uh, you're going to get a copy of The Resilient Life. Uh, this is really going to help you out, folks, if you're going through. And I have to imagine with the, with the political season being the way it is and the country being the way it is, the economy, there there are a lot of anxious people out there, a lot of people that are sort of fit, trying to figure out, okay, how, are we going to make it through all of this? Well, that book answers those questions, The Resilient Life. Uh, if you would like a copy, give us a call, 844-747-8868. That number again, 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stern Show. Here comes Santa Claus riding down Santa Claus Lane. Does that qualify as rapping? I don't think so. I'm just not a very good singer. Uh, welcome back, everybody. Good to have you with us today. Uh, ho, 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 as uh, we've got DJ Kyle here uh, spinning the tunes at the North Pole. Uh, let's go to the phone lines here. Uh, North Carolina, Gray is listening to us on the talk station. Hi, Gray. How are you? I'm doing good, Todd. How are you doing? I'm I'm doing well, Gray, and uh, we appreciate you calling in. And uh, we're going to be uh, proud to say that we, we want to give you a copy of uh, Dr. Chample's book, The Resilient Life. Awesome. I, I, I'm amazed and all because I usually don't call in. I listen to you all the time. And then something, I was traveling and actually I pulled over so I could talk to you. And, and so I said, go ahead and give him a call. And wow, I did. And here we are. And congratulations. Now, I understand Grace tells me that you're actually studying to become a minister. Is that right? 
Uh, that is true. I've been uh, been doing this for about two years, going to college or doing it from home, and then plus work for a full-time job, and I actually uh, pastor at a church right now. So I'm excited. I got, a, I got a busy life, but it's been very fulfilling. Well, that is wonderful, and uh, I got to tell you, I have great respect for bivocational preachers because being a preacher is a full-time job in and of itself. It, it is very much so, but you know, it's been a, a very uh, rewarding experience, and it's just amazing how the Lord has, uh, has carried me in baby steps, because in the beginning, this was not my journey. I didn't think it was, and next thing I know, when I'm looking back, it's like, wow, but but I love it, and and, and just very, it's very satisfying, and, and I'm doing a good thing, and, and it feeds back and forth from the church back to me and back to them, so it, it's a great relationship. Well, that's what it's all about, so great. Uh, we're going to put you on hold, and Grace is going to get your information, and uh, we're going to get you a copy of that book. Merry Christmas to you. Uh, let's go to Gainesville, Georgia. Phil on the line. And uh, Phil, we 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 were able to scrounge up another copy. The, the the lines just exploded. We could have given away fifty books a few seconds ago, uh, but uh, you are going to be getting a signed copy of uh, the Resilient Life as as well. Oh wow! Thank you so much. Merry Christmas. Well, Merry Christmas. And now, Phil, are you guys at you know Gainesville, Georgia, the chicken capital of the world? Uh, do you guys have a lot of Christmas decorations out in your parts? We do. We do. Any tra- any Christmas traditions in the Gainesville area? What do you guys like to do for Christmas? Well, it's all about uh, Jesus is the reason for the season, of course, and then family, and uh, that's that's basically it. We just fly, try to fly under the radar. <laughs> I love just like Santa Claus there at uh, with the the reindeer. By, we, by the way, we we got to get in touch with our friends at NORAD over at uh, the the big Santa trackers. You know they crank that thing up on New Year's Eve. Uh, nice to know our tax dollars. And actually, it's all volunteers. So, uh, Phil, hang <laughs> tight, hang tight. We're going to get you uh, get your information, and we're going to get you a copy of that book, The Resilient Life by our good friend, Dr. Paul Chappell. All right, folks, you know what? We'll try to do some more book giveaways, stuff like that later on in the week. Uh, We've got lots of stuff in the Todd Stern Show prize closet to share with you. All right, another uh, full hour coming up. Uh, Congressman Jim Jordan is going to be joining us to talk about these endless, endless investigations on uh, President Trump. They're also launching investigations on Democrats and especially going after the FBI. Congressman James Comer says, based on what we now know, that the FBI was literally uh, involved in a ministry of propaganda that we should dismantle the Federal Bureau of Investigation. Do you think that is a good idea? Do you believe that's the right call to action? Just tear it all apart and start all over again. 844-747-8868. Again, our toll-free telephone number, that's 844-747-8868. That is also the telephone number you will need if you want to get information on our journey to Israel. I'm going to be taking about 100 of our listeners on a seven-day journey to Israel coming up in November of 2023. Uh, This is going to be a first-class trip. And you're going to be hitting all of the major Holy Land sites along with 
uh, private meetings with Israeli government officials as we talk about the geopolitical nature of what's happening in the region. So if you would like information on becoming a part of our trip to Israel, call Grace and uh, she'll get your information 844-747-8868. Again, that number, 844-747-8868. And we're going to be happy to get you on the trip to Israel. All right, hang tight, everybody. Hour three coming your way. This is the Todd Stearns Radio Show. From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's Common Sense Conservative Commentary from Todd Starnes. That's us, that's right, I love this American ride. All right, hello everybody, welcome to the Todd Starnes Radio Program. Hope you're doing well. Hour three of the big show underway. The January 6th Kangaroo Court currently underway as well up on capitol hill and uh, not much to see there folks uh the the working uh the working intel we're getting uh, they're going to recommend three charges but again folks this this is really not going to go anywhere they've got nothing on president trump and if they did they would have already filed their charges so this is all political this is all a sham i do want to go to the patriot mobile newsmaker line uh, great to have with us from the fourth congressional district of ohio our good friend congressman jim jordan congressman thanks for hopping on the show today you bet, Todd. Good to be with you. Merry Christmas. And Merry Christmas to you as as, as well, Congressman. I, I want to start here with the uh, the information uh, coming out of this J6 committee. It's pretty much the same old, same old Liz Cheney saying Trump is unfit. As a matter of fact, let's listen to what Liz Cheney just had to say. Our legal system functioned as it should, but our president would not accept the outcome. Among the most shameful of this committee's findings was that President Trump sat in the dining room off the Oval Office watching the violent riot at the Capitol on television. For hours, he would not issue a public statement instructing his supporters to disperse and leave the Capitol, despite urgent pleas from his White House staff and dozens of others to do so. Members of his family, his White House lawyers, virtually all those around him knew that this simple act was critical. For hours, he would not do it. During this time, law enforcement agents were attacked and seriously injured. The Capitol was invaded, the electoral count was halted, and the lives of those in the Capitol were put at risk. In addition to being unlawful, as described in our report, this was an utter moral failure and a clear dereliction of duty. Evidence of this can be seen in the testimony of President Trump's own White House counsel and several other White House witnesses. No man who would behave that way at that moment in time can ever serve in any position of authority in our nation again. He is unfit for any office. Uh, Congressman, your reaction to what Liz Cheney just said there? No, it's it's wrong, and everyone knows it. Uh, the, you know what the real concern about the uh, the, the the 2016 election, or excuse me, 2020 election, was this this collusion of big government 
big media and big tech to run a misinformation operation on we the people, which is now what we know happened. We thought it was going on, but we now know it happened based on the Twitter files that have been released. Do you think that might have changed the outcome of the election when when FBI agents, 80 of them, were working with big tech and, and the pressure to suppress critical information that the American people, the American citizens, we the people needed to have before we decide who's going to be the, the, the president of the United States? So they don't talk about anything about that, but they're out to get President Trump. And it, and it, frankly, Todd, as you know, it's been a seven-year ordeal. They spied on his 2016 campaign, then it was the Mueller investigation, then it was the raid on his home, and now it's a special counsel to harass, harass him at, at three days after he decided and announced that he was going to run for president in 2024. So it's never ending with these folks. Um, that, I think, is the real concern here. The the fact that you had more than 80 FBI agents, and, and we know this was just Twitter, so we have no idea how many others yeah. were involved at Google and, and Meta, Facebook, uh, and their job was to basically censor con- free speech of conservatives. We're talking about the FBI really becoming a ministry of propaganda here, Congressman. Yep, yep. That that is that is what is so frightening, and it's a direct direct attack on the First Amendment, on our free speech rights. Um, and, and again, you got Jim Baker. So Jim Baker in 2016 is working at the FBI when they're spying on President Trump's campaign. Jim Baker is chief counsel at the FBI while they're spying on Trump's campaign, takes the information from Mr. Zussman, who's Hillary Clinton's lawyer, the false information about this whole Alpha Bank game that they that they brought up. And then, of course, uh, Jim Baker goes to Twitter and is on the other side of the equation now. I, I want to know what kind of contact Jim Baker had with Elvis Chan and other people at the FBI that while this was all going on, this information operation, misinformation operation was being run on us. Now, we understand that uh, that you guys are going to be releasing your response to the the J6 panel report. Is that is that accurate? Yeah, and it's going to focus solely on, on the, 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 the security posture that wasn't where it should have been. And uh, that that is the responsibility of the Speaker of the House. And so we're going to we're going to walk through that. But again, understand, we couldn't get access to all the information and documents that that the, the, the January 6th committee got access to. So it's based on what we could get access to, and it's focused on the security uh, posture of the Capitol on uh, on January 6, 2021. We, we know from the information that's already out there, the verified information, that Homeland Security knew about what was going to happen on J6. Nobody did anything with that intel. Uh, we know uh, for a fact that FBI agents were involved uh, in the planning and the execution of whatever happened on J6. But even then, we don't have an exact number, but we know a lot. We know for a fact that this all could have been prevented. And yet it looks like to me, Congress, from, from where I'm sitting, that this was allowed to happen by the Democrats. Well, remember that, uh, that there's a, there's some email correspondence between the Speaker's office and Sergeant at Arms where they, they, they talk about the optic of, of having lots of security there. And I think why they were concerned about that is remember what happened in the summer of 2020. We had these, you know, terrible riots going on all over the country and the Democrats took the position that it was fine. They were, they were literally peaceful protests is the terms they used. So, um, I think, Based on all what happened in the summer of 2020, they were concerned about then bringing out the, the, the appropriate security level for uh, the, the electoral count on, on, on January 6th. And that's what 
that that was, I think, what drove their decision not to have security posture that was needed on that day. On the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker Line, Congressman Jim Jordan. Uh, Congressman, uh, we've got uh, upcoming investigations that need to be had. Uh, The information coming out of uh, Twitter, Fast and Furious. And today, uh, we're getting some more insight into the Hunter Biden uh, files and how the FBI really cracked down on on that information. Yeah, it's... You know, Elvis Chan is meeting weekly. You got the FBI meeting weekly uh, with uh, with the 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 big tech platforms in Silicon Valley, um, and then of course you have that coupled with the letter that came from the fifty nine uh, uh, or 50, excuse me fifty one former Intel officials, uh, Clapper, Brennan, and, and and you know these forty nine other folks, where they say this has all the, the classic earmarks of a Russian information operation. Well, no, it was it was it's what we said before. It was a it was an misinformation operation run by our government with the help of big tech against we the people. So I, I want to talk to Brennan and Clapper. I want to know who they were talking to in our government when they put that together, which they had to know wasn't true. They had to know it wasn't true, but they put it out there anyway. And remember, Joe Biden cited that in the, in the final debate with President Trump, cited that as the reason that, oh, no, no, this Hunter Biden story is nothing. So uh, all that played into the election. And frankly, based on polling done uh, recently, they said if people would have asked him the question, if you'd have known that, would it have affected your vote? And on a huge percentage, say it would have. So, but for that, that information operation run on us, but for that, we may not get Joe Biden as president, which means we don't have a border that's not a border. We don't have a 41-year high inflation rate. We don't get these ridiculous spending bills that are coming. So none of this stuff happens, the bad things that happen in our country, but for that information operation that was run on us. So, yeah, this is this is a real concern, and we owe it to the country to get all the facts out there so that it doesn't happen again. There is a report out, and just reminding people uh, of how important this story was at the time. Uh, the New York Post says 79% say truthful coverage of Hunter Biden's laptop would have changed the 2020 presidential <laughs> election. I of mean, course. Of course. It's like, you got to be kidding me. So... Yeah, but nothing. The January 6th committee is not talking about that. They're, they're, they're solely focused on President Trump. And I still believe the reason that the establishment, the, the Democrats, some Republicans, all the media, all the bureaucracy, why they're so out to get President Trump is because he came to town in the change at play. And he did. He changed it more than any president we've had in our lifetime, Todd. And he did it with everyone in that town against him. That's why they're out to stop him. And it, uh, but I don't think he's going to be stopped. And the people of this country who, who believe in the, the things that truly make America the special place it is. I don't think they're going to they're gonna stand for it either. Um, so we'll just keep moving forward, and we're going to do the investigations that need to be done so that, the, again, the country gets the facts. And and that's all we're asking for are the, are the facts. And, and, Congressman, we appreciate you and the great work you're doing. Um, what you got planned? Do you guys have big traditions, Christmas traditions in the Jordan household? We usually it's it's uh, we we usually get together with our family on Christmas Eve, so we'll do that again with my my, my parents and, and then Polly's family, my wife's family is on Christmas morning, so we'll 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 kind of pretty pretty normal kind of family traditions with us, and uh, which uh, hope hope you and your family have a uh, have a great time as well. Uh, it's a special time of year when we can celebrate the Savior's birth and spend time with family. So that's uh that's that's why it's so special. Well said. All right, Congressman. Hope you have a merry Christmas, and we look forward to talking to you next year. All right, take care. All right, Congressman Jim Jordan, everybody. Uh, and, wow, I, th- the Republicans are going to be on the warpath. That's the message here from from Jim Jordan. 
and we've got to get to the bottom of, of this, and we've got to have we've got to have fair and balanced uh, investigations. And Jim Jordan's going to do that. And it's important that we get to the truth of what really happened on J six. All right, we're going to go right to the phones. Got to take a quick break. We got Lisa in North Carolina, Joe in North Carolina, eight four four seven four seven eighty eight sixty eight. That is our toll free telephone number. That's eight four four seven four seven eighty eight sixty eight. We'll be right back. Folks, welcome back to the Todd Starge Radio Show. Hope you're having a great week getting ready for Christmas, my favorite time of year. We decided to throw in a lot of Christmas music this week uh, for our bumper music. Get, get us in the uh, get us in the uh, Yuletide uh, spirit there. Uh, by the way, this uh, bit of breaking news coming in. Uh, during the break, the J6 Kangaroo Court did refer a former President Trump for criminal prosecution. No surprise there. We told you it was going to happen. Imagine if imagine a court system set up where you are not allowed to defend yourself, you are not allowed to present any evidence that would show you were innocent. Uh, that's the kind of situation that is happening up on Capitol Hill right now. So even though they may they can refer whatever they want to, and the Justice Department may or may not investigate, who knows, uh, but the the long story short here, President Trump is not going to jail. They're not going to arrest him at Mar-a-Lago right now. That is not going to happen, at least not right now. All right, let's go to the phones here. 844-747-8868. Lisa from North Carolina wants to weigh in on the FBI. Hi, Lisa. What's up? Hi. Um, I was just thinking that um, we're at the way I see things. We're kind of like living in the wild, wild west, but instead of horses and guns, it's tech and law enforcement. So you've got this one spying on that one that's spying on this one that's spying on that one, and there would be no point in trying to dismantle them. Uh, you would have to dismantle all of them. <laughs> it would be a waste of time, and then they would just hire the same types of individuals that you're you're getting rid of. So it would be a waste of time. But I, what I find more important is that those types of people that like to suppress the truth and those type of people that have the progressive mentality that Caitlyn Jenner should be a woman of the year, I wish that they would put on their magazine uh, Liz Cheney as man of the year. Why would they not do that? <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's about now, it. Lisa, Lisa. <laughs> Why won't they do it? They won't do it, though, will they? No, they, they won't, won't do that. Man. No, I know that. But, so. You know, it's interesting. When you look at the FBI and the, the history of the FBI, going back to, the, the, to its founding, J. Edgar Hoover, it was always a corrupt organization. It was always meant to, to target the, the political enemies of the president, and and over time, with J. Edgar Hoover being in power for so long, the FBI really became its own pseudo-government. And they governed through fear of those files the FBI kept on all the government leaders. And, of course, you know what's also not being talked about here is the involvement of the CIA. And over the weekend, there were allegations being made in some of these Twitter files, insinuations that the CIA was working in conjunction with the FBI to spy on American citizens, which is against the U.S. Constitution. So uh, there's a, there's a lot, a lot of scary stuff going on, Lisa, and it's all got to be exposed. 
Got to be exposed. And, well, and last but not least, if I had a Twitter account, um, my poll, I would tell Elon to stay. <laughs> tell him to stay. Yeah, look, and you're talking about helped a little bit. Yeah, you're talking about the poll, and uh, Elon said, "Hey, do you guys want me to stay or go?" And uh, he said, "I will abide by whatever the poll." I'm like, "Dude, you own the company. Who cares?" But um, you know, we'll see. I I wouldn't put a poll out like that in my company. I I kind of be afraid. Get the heave ho. Well, thank you. Thank you for taking my call and have a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Lisa, and thank you for calling. Uh, let's go to Joe. Hey, Joe, what's on your mind? Uh, just a comment on the FBI uh, uh, big tech situation. Um, I think your listeners are honing in on the FBI, but I would remind them that almost all of the 51 that signed experts that signed the letter that uh, um, Biden used during the debates as a cover uh, were CIA. So my position is that the entire intelligence community, the DOJ, in fact, uh, is tainted, is corrupt. Um, Even going further, I think that the executive branch, Joe Biden is an illegitimate president, his administration is therefore illegitimate, and we are not hitting on uh, any cylinders except for the judiciary. And that's thanks to Trump's appointments. Joe, there is there is so much corruption, and and I think it goes far beyond. I mean, I think all of the intel when it's all said and done. We will discover that the intelligence community at large was involved in in spying on American citizens. They involved themselves in elections and, quite frankly, meddled in those elections. And as the you know the, the accusations now coming out that there was some sort of CIA involvement in the assassination of President John Kennedy, and now there are demands for those records to be released. Uh, this is going to be eye-opening and jaw-dropping for a lot of Americans and for a lot of people who have not been paying attention. Joe, clearly you've been paying attention, and you know what's about to happen here. Well, I hope the investigations do uncover a lot of corruption, but, you know, and I like Jim Jordan a whole lot, but I'm tired of hearing uh, tough talk and skipping down the road, six months down the road, we're back to uh, doing nothing. I know oh. the wheels of government. I you're, know the wheels. You're preaching to the slowly. choir. You're preaching to the choir, Joe, on that one. Uh, we were, I remember my days at Fox, and it was a lot of tough talk, but nothing ever happened. And we're expecting results this go around. Hey, Joe, I got to run here. 844-747-8868. Has your opinion of the president changed? We're talking about Trump now that um, criminal referrals have been made. We'll be right back. All right, so election denier uh, Jamie Raskin announces uh, four criminal referrals of Trump to the Justice Department. And uh, look, there's, yeah, Trump is not being arrested, anything like that. So don't freak out. Uh, The charges include conspiracy to defraud the United States, obstruction of an official proceeding, 
conspiracy to make a false statement, inciting, assisting, or aiding and comforting an insurrection against the country. They'll probably want to go for the death penalty on this. I'm not kidding. Look, these people hate Donald Trump. And the reason they hate Trump is not that he's a he's a Republican. It's not that he's a conservative. They hate Trump because he went after the deep state. And those are the people that are actually running the country. They're the ones that are calling all the shots here. It's going to get ugly, folks. It's going to get very ugly. But again, if if this thing goes to trial, if if the Justice Department decides they're going to they're going to prosecute, then this is going to be a fascinating thing because it will expose the deep state and it will expose the role of the FBI in trying to take down Donald Trump. And at the end of the day, the FBI was very successful in that because they were able to bully social media into doing their will. The FBI, as we now know, thanks to the Twitter files and all the emails and this treasure trove of information that's coming out, the FBI used at least 80 agents to bully Twitter into submission. That's what's going on here. And it worked. And as the polling data shows, a majority of of the Americans who voted in the election say their vote would have changed had they known about this Hunter Biden laptop scandal. And again, the, 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 the scandal is not Hunter Biden. It's Joe Biden, the big guy, and how much money he was getting off of Hunter Biden and his connections. Let's go to the phone here, 844-747-8868, Frank in Oregon. KYKN, our great affiliate out there. Hey, Frank, what's on your mind? Yeah, like I was telling Grace there, uh, you know, you mentioned a bit ago that uh, Musk was putting out a poll to his employees at Twitter. Hey, you guys say get out and I'll go. And I thought for a second on that and I thought, now, he's got a plan. He's a smart individual. He already fired 50 or 75% of the, the worthless scum there. And he thinks that uh, I, my feel is his plan is those that say vote him out, because like you said, he's the owner. They can't vote him out. He's he's going to fire the rest of them. He's going to finish Clinton House now. Frank, it's amazing. 90%, he fired 90% of the workforce at Twitter, and it's been doing pretty good ever since he, he got rid of all those people. Yeah. And he's, I'm sure he's probably right. There could be still a few holdouts in there that he doesn't really know about. And this will just bring them out. What surprises me, Frank, are the number of people that their lives are are so caught up in Twitter and social media. I mean, these leftists are freaking out uh, the, over the fact of what? Free speech, over tweets for crying out loud. Uh, we got a problem with mental illness in this country. Oh, big time. Uh, and and they, their names start with Dems. <laughs> uh, Demon no, rats. I'm, Demon rats, I, Frank. Yeah, I, I, I listen to you all the time, and uh, I'm not a social media. I'm not on any social media, Twitter, Facebook, Google, you name it. I don't use it all. Well, you're probably a, a much more relaxed man because of it, to be perfectly honest with you. Well, a lot more comfortable. Well, there you I go. I don't have to worry about some idiot turning me in for something that I didn't do or something, you know, and it's just or stealing my info. Well, there you go. There you go. All right, Frank, God bless you, and uh, thanks for listening to uh, the program. Tell our friends out in Oregon, we said howdy-do. Veggie Tales. 
Can we talk about VeggieTales for a minute? Now, Grace, you grew up with VeggieTales. Yes. The, the, the little dancing fruit and vegetables. Yes. And I say fruit because, again, it's – and this has always been my problem with VeggieTales – is the fruit the tomato is not a vegetable the tomato is a fruit that's a good point but so, nobody thinks of it as a fruit well apparently now it identifies oh. who knows so phil vischer is the creator of veggie tales this guy is like a far left radical he went like off the rails he sold veggie tales and it kind of went i mean it's not about completely woke anymore. yeah <laughs> so so now he's he's criticizing a there's a network called the great american family network and they do family friendly films mm-hmm. and there is a there is a great thirst for that across the fruited plain and so phil vischer is very upset about this and he's blasting this conservative christian network for not featuring more gay characters in their films. This is unbelievable. We've got some audio here. Uh, let's listen to Phil Vischer. My fear is that Gaff, Great American Family, is is going so far as to erase the existence right. of, of sexual or gender minorities, um, which I don't think is beneficial at all to society, uh, to just say, hey, these people don't exist in this world. So join us in this world where the people you don't like don't exist. Well, and they might be successful with that business model. I mean, there really is a, a half our nation views things differently than the other half of our nation. So Right. Well, it's red, red TV and blue TV. In blue TV, everyone is a minority. In red TV, no one is a minority, unless they're my funny friend that only comes over once in a while and doesn't bring their boyfriend with them. Okay, what? What is he saying? By the way, that that begs the question here. Okay, so will will we soon be introduced to some rather um, interesting combo platters in the crisper in your refrigerator? I mean, is Bob the cucumber? What is he saying about Bob the cucumber? Is Bob the cucumber going to have a Wait. relationship with? I don't know. Bob Larry? the tomato and Larry the. Oh, cucumber. is it Larry the cucumber? Yeah, I don't know. I was, you're getting. I had to jump in. You're just getting it I'm all sorry. mixed up. They all look the same to me. Um, yeah. The vegetables. You're get. You're close. So the uh, so you got who is it? Larry the cucumber and yes. Bob tomato. Yes. So that's are, right. So is he telling us? Is Phil Vischer telling us that uh, Larry and Bob are getting it on in the crisper? I don't even know. I don't want to know. Do you that's... see how screwed up this is? Yeah, it's just, it's frustrating to watch stuff like this. You're just like, what happened to this guy? So what was the whole point of VeggieTales? What was the whole point of creating this universe of singing and dancing vegetables? To teach the gospel. To teach boys and girls. And they wanted family-friendly, you yes. know, and faith-friendly cartoons yes. for kids, right? Yes. Okay. So they didn't want to watch, you know, Bugs Bunny and, no. uh, you know, all that kind of, you know, getting shot up by Elmer Fudd. No violence. No violence. No. Just singing and dancing vegetables. I literally thought until, I don't know, I was a little, little kid, so don't come at me, but for the for a while I thought that in Nineveh they really did throw fish at each other, and that was the sin. Because oh, that oh, was the in horror. the VeggieTales Jonah. They threw fish. That was the sin. Oh. And then, well, you got them the Grapes of Wrath. Oh, yeah, the Grapes of Wrath. never take a bath. Yeah. <laughs> the and rubber ducky song. The rubber ducky. Well, you know. So, that was a little pushing it, but. <sighs> You know, when the vegetables start singing Broadway show tunes and doing jazz hands, it's a problem. Everyone needs a water buffalo. Yeah. Yours is fast and mine is <laughs> mine slow. Mine is slow. Everybody needs a water bu- Okay, I'm stop, stop, stop. Stop. 
But but again, people like Phil Fisher, these guys, and it's just like Amy, and using the Amy Grant illustration, by the way, Franklin Graham is a little put off by all of this, too. Uh-oh. And he's, he was way, he actually shared our story on Amy Grant over the weekend. Oh, boy. But the point is, Amy Grant, and, and it's not, if Amy Grant wants to, has a family member and you know they're getting they're they're having a same sex marriage and they want to host a, look it's America do whatever you want to do but when you go out of your way to call the Washington Post and say hey uh, guess what we're doing then that means that you're politicizing this and you have a, you have an agenda true and a lot of these people have literally turned their backs on the belief system and the fans that got them to where they are so now Phil Vischer is basically saying. He what he what he ought to be doing is apologizing. I am so sorry because I created my wealth. I made millions of dollars by creating heterosexual vegetables who sing and dance in the crisper. He ought to be repenting of that. And he left out all the fruit. You know, he wants to talk about, well, now we know why. But he wants to talk about, you know, a, the Great American Family Channel and blasting them because they have no, you know, gay content. Okay, where you know what? Where is the gender fluidity in your produce section, sir? Oh. I mean, this is where we are in America right now. I'm telling you, the Christian creative world is really messed up. I mean, it, it, it's really sad that moms and dads have to step back now and go, okay, well, is this faith-based cartoon series okay? I mean, I get it. It's true. You know, I, if I'm a parent, I am concerned about what my kids are watching and what they're being exposed to every single day. I don't know how parents can maintain their sanity. No, I mean, it's, it's incredibly difficult now. I mean, I would say just stick to stuff that you've already watched so you know what's in it. That's the only way. I mean, what you you wonder much like the producer of Friends who apologized for not having any minority you know friends on the yeah, show and yeah. now you're putting late warning labels are they going to have to do that for Veggie Tales? That's true. You see, I always thought it was the kumquats. That's what I thought. Madam Blueberry. There's her too. Little Lebanese. <laughs> That's the rumor. Eight four four seven four seven eighty eight sixty eight. Does that bother you as a person of faith, as a Christian, that all these folks are just you know they're waving the white flag and just jumping into the deep end of the uh, the pool there? Eight four four seven four seven eighty eight sixty eight. This is the Todd Stern Show. You know, I have a friend uh, in California, he and his wife, they've got four kids, and he said, Todd, we just, we we cranked down early on, we waited until the kids were teenagers, and that's when they got their phones, uh, they monitor everything, They um, but as far as the TV, they actually get together as a family and watch TV, but they don't watch any of the new stuff. They're watching the old school stuff like the Andy Griffith show. And, you know, the Beverly Hillbillies and, you know, those kinds of old school programs. And I look, I think a lot of parents are going to have to come up with clever ways to get around this crazy crap that they're trying to shove down your throats. And and, and they disguise it as entertainment. That, that's what gets me. They disguise all this stuff as entertainment. And I'd love to hear, and maybe we can become a clearinghouse for ideas, uh, things that, that you as families are doing 
as workarounds so your kids aren't being exposed to this garbage day in and day out. It's got to be frustrating if you're if you're a mom or a dad. And then you turn around and the people that are supposedly faith-friendly turn out to be even worse. 844-747-8868 is our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. Interesting story. Uh, Steven Spielberg is feeling guilt-ridden. Uh, Grace, this is a, a sad story. You might remember the hit movie Jaws. Of course. About a big shark. And what does the shark do? The shark eats people. Yeah, of course. That's what they do. They eat people. And why do they eat people, Grace Baker? Because they're hungry. No, they're hungry. They're they're famished. I was going to say carnivores. They got to swim around all day. They got no time to rest. No. They got the fins and the, you know. They never stay still. No, they don't. And they can't stay still. Otherwise, the little uh, things leach onto them. Yeah. You know, it's terrible. So anyway, Steven Spielberg uh, says that he is guilt-ridden because of his film Jaws. And he said that Jaws gave people a... It conjured up fear oh. of sharks. Well, and he feels like he has defamed the sharks and he is truly regretful. Well, what about Shark Week? Do they bear any responsibility? <laughs> That's a whole week-long event. We're just talking about an hour-and-a-half-long movie. Or Sharknado. Oh, Sharknado. Every time How many a, are there? Every Five? time there's a tornado warning in the Mid-South, I'm concerned that someone is going to lose an arm or a limb. That's true. I, I, I just fear that. So uh, Mr. Spielberg was speaking to BBC, that's the British Broadcasting Company. He was asked by a presenter how he would feel about having sharks circling him if he were sent to the show's imaginary desert island. What? Um, Yeah, and he said he still feels afraid of sharks. Well, yes, of course. I think it's good to have a healthy fear of sharks. You don't want to just see one and be like, oh, it's a little dolphin. Nope, that's not a dolphin. It's a shark. Run. He Swim said, away. Steven Spielberg says he is truly regretful for any influence he has had on the world's rapidly shrinking shark population. You know how I feel? I think I have a solution here. And I, I, I get this guy. On a really visceral level, I, I, I want to connect with Steven Spielberg here. I mean, the man truly is a, a sensitive soul, a gentle-natured soul. And clearly, he feels great remorse in letting people know that great white sharks will eat humans. And and so I I think I've got a solution here. And I think okay. the, I think the apology, Grace, it has to be directly to the shark population. Fair enough. So here's what I recommend: let's put him out in a boat, and let's I don't know whatever shark infested area of the Gulf of Mexico. That's how the indigenous population describes it, by the way. Oh. Mexico. Uh, let's find a shark-infested area of the Gulf of Mexico. And you know what? We'll put some fish in the water, you know, dead fish, just to kind of attract the sharks. And then just dump Spielberg overboard, and he can deliver the apology in person. That sounds like a wonderful yeah. idea. See, it's well, much better in person. Put, put a little GoPro camera on there. Those are big tonsils, Mr. Shark. Oh, my gosh. I'm just saying. So I feel for the guy. These people are morons. (laughs) I'm telling you, we've got a mental illness disease in this country. No doubt about it. I just don't feel very bad for sharks. I don't want them to go extinct or anything, but I don't feel bad for them. Why? Exactly. Look, 
these people, and, and I know I'm a Christian person, and maybe this makes me a bad Christian, but all these people that are going up and trying to pet the bears and oh, the little bear cubs, and then it. they get mauled. I don't. I don't have sympathy for you. I don't have sympathy I, for the people of that situation. I really that don't. Much. Or these people that are, and you've seen them at like Yosemite or Yellowstone, yes. and you've got the little uh, the, the the bison, and they act like the bison and the moose are like you know cartoon characters, like Build a Bear. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's not Build a Bear. I was watching one of these videos. I don't know if you ever get these on your Instagram, these little animal videos. Of course. And they had one of like this ostrich. And I they were at some sort of, you know. Safari drive Safari drive through. Yeah, I've been to one of those. And so they literally were allowing the ostrich to um, to engage with the three or four-year-old. And I'm sitting here going, you know, that, that ostrich will rip your arm off. It is a wild animal at the end of the day. Folks. They act like these people, and again, this goes back to a mental illness problem in this country. Just a common sense problem. You're sitting around walking, you know, this poor guy, um, they, were, they did a video or something. This one guy had like, he had a, a half a leg and he had no arm and uh, they were doing an interview and he, they said, well, what did you do? He goes, oh, well, I used to handle bears. Well, there you go. Well, there you I guess go. It's not build a bear; it's tear you apart a bear. These people, they want to eat you. These, these are horrible creatures. Steer they're not cl- horrible. They're just wild animals. Leave them alone. Leave them be. They don't want to be your friend. If you snuggle up against a bear, you're going to be eaten. Plain and simple. That's all there is to it. I have no sympathy for you. That may make me a bad person, but that's just the way I feel about it. All right, uh, folks, we got to get out of here. Uh, it's been a weird day, busy day. Got a lot going on tomorrow as well. Hey, in the meantime, head over to tonsterns.com. We've got all the latest news and information that you will not find anywhere else. All right, folks, get out there. Have a great day, America. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.